Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici on this glorious Saturday morning. All right, what's in my head that I need to get to you? Knee replacements, K-N-E-E-E, the world's lousiest joint, the knee. No one in evolutionary biology would argue against the fact that the knee is a poorly designed joint. It made lots of your chordate morphogenesists, meaning your comparative anatomists, stick to the proposition that evolutionary theory, Darwinian at the time, was true and the Bible thing was wrong. Don't want to get into that Pandora's box. But bottom line is, is when you look at the knees of Homo sapien and anything that stood upright, and by the way, there's a lot more than Homo sapien that stood upright, like Homo neanderthal, Homo denisovans. The genetic thing is really blowing this whole thing wide open. But the point is, any Homo something that stood upright had a problem with the knee. And if you compare that, if you understand dynamics, force dynamics, biomechanics of the human organism, the knee is a joker. It doesn't work well. This is why, statistically, it is the joint that gets injured. And kind of everyone knows that. It's just common sense. Take sports. How many teenagers blow out their hip joint, the femur into the acetabulum? No, it's the knee. Now... I want you to think about, and you can do this, people, we call them the sprinters or the wrestlers, people with a low center of gravity. They've got a short tibia and a long femur. In boxing, those are your knockout artists like a Rocky Marciano. They're going to have a short tibia and a much longer femur. But the other way around is the longer tibia and the shorter femur, shorter thigh bone. Those are the long distance runners. Those are the marathoners. If you look at the Kenyans and the Ethiopians, statistically, for their percentage, they take way more of those marathon gold medals. Why? Because they're built for long distance. And if you look at the way they're built, that tibia is always long and the femur is shorter relative to the short tibia and the long femur those are the sprinters the wrestlers the people with a lower center of gravity so you already understand this and the problem with the knee is depending on what you do for a living where you live like if you live on the side of a mountain like the people that i come from in southern italy if you live on the side of a mountain you're going to want to have a short tibia and a long femur those legs are built for power so you put your kid on your back or 100 pounds of tomatoes or whatever it is, and you haul up the hill or down the hill, depending. And those people, they want that low center of gravity. Now, when those people move to the flatlands, 
or anywhere else that doesn't quite need that kind of a leg, like the United States of America in Kansas and your kids on the high school track team trying to do long distance or play basketball, you got a big problem. Low center of gravity people don't do so well in hoops. I mean basketball, because they're going to blow their knees out. They're not made for that. And this is what happens forward and reverse. Someone built like a Kenyan or an Ethiopian. Someone with the long tibia and the short femur that engages in athletics or whatever it might be. And their bodies are made for it. Well, then they thrive. If their bodies aren't made for it, then they fail. And the joint that really suffers more than any other joint in the body is the knee. It's the fulcrum of the body. If we all stayed in the evolutionary sense for the next 50,000 years as hunter-gatherers, which obviously we're not, we're going to evolve into blobs of jelly with no legs pretty soon, just a couple of sensors up top and a few short, ugly-looking fingers so we can press a keyboard. And after that, it's the Matrix. Although that might be where we go. If we went the other way, and who knows, right? Maybe we'll go back to hunter-gatherer. But the bottom line is, if we were to evolve as hunter-gatherer, sooner or later, we'd end up all as sprinters, unless we lived in the mountains. And that knee little by little by little, would evolve itself into something, whether you're an Ethiopian, a Kenyan, or a Southern Italian, whether you've got a high center of gravity or a low center of gravity, we would evolve that knee into something that does a much better job than it does today, because it stinks. Which brings me to today's show. That brings me to today's show. Today's show is about knee replacements. Knee replacements. Get on the website, listen to the show again and again. You're not going to get it over the next 23 minutes. But it's real important to you. And the re reason it's real important to you is you'll be up for one sooner or later. Too many people are. I had three. One, two, three in the last month in my office up for knee replacement. So I want to talk about knee replacement. First thing I want to say. First thing I want to say is that knee replacements are a blessing. Just so you know, in case you're new to the show, I'm not into this allopathy has no place. Medical doctors, surgeons do miracles. Make no mistake about it. And there's nothing I've ever said from get the COVID vaccine to don't get the COVID vaccine to the COVID vaccine is good to the COVID vaccine is bad. Nothing I have ever said dismisses the genius of allopathic medicine. Sometimes when you're in agonizing, unrelenting, 24-7, around-the-clock knee pain, you need a knee replacement, a total knee replacement. Because everything is cost-benefit. And if you're over the age of puberty, you understand that life is not black and white. It's about cost versus benefit. And when you're in agony, and all your physical therapy, however much it stinks, and all your... Nutrition, however much it failed you or exaggerated its claims, or however much stem cell therapy was overblown, which it is. It's just horrid how the real effects of stem cell therapy. I don't care about the testimonies. Believe me, you can scam testimonies left and right, up and down. You can make people think that your supplements can raise people from the dead. All right. 
we live in the age of tech. You could do anything you want, say anything you want. I pray we get a little bit more discerning in the spirit because the tech that's coming down the pipe is going to make you think the sky is pink and you won't know the difference. And if the COVID scam isn't an example of that, I don't know what is. But back to my point, which is, if you're in agony, sometimes you need a total knee replacement. Central point to this show is, do you need a total knee replacement? And what's the cost benefit of it? Can you replace it with something else? And I'm going to argue for the semi-knee replacement. They can replace half the knee. Now you might say, what stupid sense does that make? If you're gonna do it, do it right. Do the whole knee, replace your head and your ankles and your elbows and your wrists and your rest at the same time anyway, do it right. So point is, you're gonna hear half the knee replacement is not a good idea because you're gonna be back, Mr. Smith, and we're gonna do a total and we should have done it the first time because we could have done the first one when you were 70, but now you're 80. And now we've got geriatric risk to surgery. You're going to hear this kind of stuff. And there's a problem when you do a total knee replacement. And I want you to write this down. I want you to ask your orthopedic surgeon about it. I want you to ask him what the cost versus the benefit is. And that is you can no longer, and I pray that they fix this, because if they fixed this one thing, they'd have a much stronger argument. When you get a total knee replacement, you cannot bend your knee greater than 90, maybe 100 degrees. That means if you sit down in a chair and your feet are planted on the floor and you're in the chair, the angle behind the knee is about 90 degrees. After a knee replacement, that's about all you bend it. You don't kneel down, kneel down on the rug and have the heels touch your buttocks. You don't do that anymore. Now you may say, so what? I don't do that anyway. What difference does that make? Here's what you don't know and what you need to know. There is a muscle in the thigh called the rectus femoris. It's the synergist of the psoas. And that muscle will go into contracture. It will shorten when you can no longer bend your knee more than 90 degrees or so. And if that happens because that rectus femoris gets short and in contracture, if it gets short and in contracture, it's synergist meaning the other muscle that does the same thing, which is lift the legs when you're running, lift the legs when you're walking, lift the legs when you're going up the stairs, lift the legs when you're on your back and your legs are coming up off the floor. The synergist muscle to the rectus femoris of the thigh that shortens because you can no longer bend your knee after a total knee replacement. That muscle, the synergist, the psoas muscle, it will shift forward. It's called an anterior displacement of the psoas muscle secondary to contracture of the quad muscle, the rectus femoris. And that is a catastrophe to your organ system. It is a catastrophe to the way your body's built. It will twist your spine, your organs, your fascial system, your brain all out of whack. 
and it loves to go after your kidney. It loves to destroy the kidney. That's right. If you're in semi-renal failure, if your GFR is under 60, like if it's 50, it'll drop to 40 and 35. There are consequences of a total knee replacement for those reasons. Now, I realize I lost half the audience, and that's okay. Because you guys love to learn. That's why you listen to the show. StraightTalk.cc. StraightTalk.cc. Of course, it doesn't cost you a dime. This show is posted. You listen to it again and again and again. Look at the pictures and get this down into your heads. Because you or your loved one will face this. So the first piece of today's show is to understand the evolutionary nonsense of the knee. God took a vacation. Or he wanted us to figure it out. I like that one better. The second piece is, do you need a total knee replacement? A complete total knee replacement when you lose the psoas muscle. You lose it. And that's a catastrophe. So this brings then to the forum the second piece of this. And that is, do a half knee replacement. A semi, a half knee replacement. Because the beauty of the semi knee replacement is you can completely flex your knee. You will not contract put the thigh in contracture and you will not lose your psoas muscle so the benefit of foregoing a total and doing a semi knee replacement is massive bring that most humbly on your hands and knees to your orthopedic surgeon and say if we can get away with a half knee replacement please do it think about that have your orthopedic surgeon think about that. They are well-versed at doing semis. Lots of people get semi-knee replacements, but statistically, pejoratively, overwhelmingly, they do the complete one because there's mentalities there. And one mentality is, yeah, if I do the half, you'll be back in five or ten years to do the whole one. And they have a point because for certain people, they will. Now, who's going to get the semi and come back for the whole one. People that don't understand the causes of why the knee degenerated in the first place. And who cares about how the knee degenerated? Physical therapy doesn't understand it. Too many healthcare practitioners are looking to solve the problems with supplements and all sorts of wonderful holistic therapies that don't work for your knee. And so since there's really no real inquiry made into how the knee degenerated in the first place, the surgeon figures, well, look, from what he's seen, if it's this bad now, it'll be much worse later. So why do the semi? Do the whole one. And if you didn't understand how to rehab a knee, that wouldn't be a bad choice. But suppose, in fact, you really got into it. You really got into the therapies, the fundamental therapies. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you that now in 12 minutes. Are you kidding me, Jack? Your job, if you're up for a total knee replacement, if your orthopedic surgeon would consider a semi, is to use the best out there. That's right. You got some homework to do. I've got 513 shows, many of which talk about how joints degenerate and what you can do. Your job is to get behind real therapy. Tom Brady did. 
Lots of people do. Not a lot in the sense of percentages, but there are therapies. Next week's show, I'm going to talk part two about how to rehab a knee. This is the part one. Part one is why is it even worth it? It's worth it because if you're in a lot of pain and you can get out of a lot of that with a semi-knee replacement, there's a distinct possibility that you can go after the causes and do something. But I'll tell you this, most people won't. Most people won't lose weight. Most people won't balance their blood sugar. Most people won't get their sleep. Most people won't get flexible. Most people won't get their muscles cross-fibered off their bones. Most people won't alkalize their blood. Most people won't use more sense about how not to beat your knee up, ergonomics, so to speak. And you have to factor that in, too. So sometimes you just look at it like, hey, I'm 72 years old. I just want to sit there and play with my grandkids. I'm not looking to have a fully vibrant life. I'm older now. And lots of people are fine with that. God bless you. And so take the total and just sit there for the rest of your life and play with your grandkids. Who's knocking it? But if you don't want to stop doing the things that you once did for the most part, and someone's saying the full, you might do the hemi. So bring it to your orthopedic guy. And when he says absolutely not, let me give you a little hint. They divide the knee into three compartments, the inside of the knee, the outside of the knee, and the part of the knee under the kneecap. And the deal is, if you have of those three only one area that's messed up, like the lateral compartment, the outside, or the medial compartment, like the inside, or the patellofemoral area, which is the third compartment. If of the three, only one is messed up, they'll say, you know what, we'll consider the semi. But if two are messed up, then they'll say no. Now the catch is, usually one is really messed and you have to have it replaced, like the lateral. But the other one, if they just used the surgical skills that they're supposed to have, if they just used the surgical skills that they had before they did knee replacements, they could clean up, clean up the only partially messed up knee and replace the fully replaced up knee. So they could replace the lateral part compartment and just clean up the medial compartment. And I'll get into detail more specifically next week about what I mean by clean up. Like if you've got big osteophytes, bone spurs in the medial compartment, and just a slight cartilage tear, a little arthroscopic with a little bit of osteophytic cleanup, they can do that on the medial and just replace the lateral. And guess what? You got a very good knee, which may cause a little pain still. And you'll say, doctor, why? Well, this doctor is saying, I'll tell you why, because you didn't do the right rehab in the first place. If you had 10 years ago, you wouldn't need the re knee replacement in the first place, but you never got it, so you got to look into it. So next week, I'm going to give you the sense of how to rehab a joint. And you factor all this in, and you make a personal informed decision, and that's what the show is about. Getting you education to make an informed decision. Because it's your knee. It's not your doctor's knee. It's not my knee. It's not your husband or wife's knee. It's not your neighbor's, your friend's, or your pastor's knee. It's your knee. And the choice you want to make 
is contingent on your education. I suffer because you are ignorant, and it's not your fault. But we don't get you the information. The system's not right. And I'm not going to say it's corrupt, but it's designed ineffectively, just like God designed the knee ineffectively. So maybe God's got a sense of humor, and he basically said, look, I do half, you do the other half. You clean up the ill of human virtue. You clean up the flaws in human design. That's your job. Makes sense if you think about it that way. I trust that people, especially Christians, think about it that way. Like God has a wisdom. And I don't see what wisdom there is in blatantly, matter-of-factly, replacing a knee consistently. The whole thing, just because you're over 70 and you're in a lot of pain. you got to get to those core reasons. Again, a show for part two. Do you have a headache? Do you need a Tylenol? Are you about to throw up? If yes is the answer to any one of these things, that means you were listening. So pat yourself on the back and understand that it's better to confront, and this is what we tend not to do when we're facing surgery. We go to the best hospital, brag to our friends that we have the best doctor, and we just get on the railroad track and away we go. And that doesn't make sense. People that really consider all the options by due inquiry, you talk to different people. Always make a better decision and always make feel better about it. So if it's a total knee replacement, you feel better about a total knee replacement. And it's like this for all the joints in the body. All the joints in the body. You know, years ago, when we had surgeons who didn't have the option of knee replacements, a great surgeon would go in there. And because he had mastered the art of surgery, he would make the conservative cuts, the conservative steps. And then they would, they would actually look into physical therapy. So a surgeon would say, look, we're only going to clean the knee up. You're still going to have pain. But if you dropped 80 pounds, you'll be out of it. If you regulated your blood sugar, if there was a more holistic approach. And holistic doesn't mean medical doctor or some chiropractor. It doesn't mean that. Holistic means you draw from classic surgical and pharmaceutical choice and integrate it into non-surgical and non-pharmacological technique. So in a sense, there's only one medicine. There's only one way to do things, and that's the right way, and what works, works. And these divisions that are drawn between the two are because people have a human tendency to be dogmatic. You're left or you're right, you're up or you're down, and life doesn't work that way. Everybody agrees with it, but of course, go find someone on one side to tout the benefit of the other side. And vice versa. And you can't. And you don't. And this costs people so much efficacy in therapy. But you're not going to do that because you listen to Dr. Vincent Medici every Saturday. After which I will say, get on the website, straighttalk.cc. You're going to need to listen to this show again. I'll get into more detail next week with part two. And as always, if you were lost and need some guidance 
making decisions for your health and want to learn if you're open to learning how the body can heal itself for whatever health concern. 714-850-1007. 714-850-1007. Remember, God's children suffer not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. I think that defines us more than anything. God bless you. See you next week. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.